Welcome to the One Program Podcast. My name is Kristen Edmiston, author of The One Book and creator of The One Program. This podcast creates a space for diving deep into topics surrounding all things business, leadership, and creativity. Hear from inspiring entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and innovative thinkers as we explore the power of one and overcome the overwhelm together. Well, hello, friends, and welcome to another episode of the One Program Podcast. This is Kristen, and I am so glad you're here today. So thank you very much for your time and your energy taken to tune in and uh, and hear me out, because I do have something to say. You know, that's a big theme of this podcast is, hey, I have something to say. And today, it's a very personal story. And these ones are hard. This one especially is hard. It's going to be a story about one of the most difficult times in my life. And I'm getting real vulnerable here. But I think it's something really, really important to reflect on. And whether or not you can relate to my story from your own experiences already, or you will be able to relate to them at some point in the future, I can guarantee you with 100% certainty, this story will touch your heart in some way at some time. So the theme is around gratitude. And it's a bit ironic because, you know, we think of gratitude as being this positive experience, a positive emotion. And absolutely it is. But you know, the greatest lessons I've learned about gratitude have come from the darkest days I've ever experienced. And you know, gratitude is the tool that I bring out in all of my dark days. It is the tool that I bring out when someone close to me is in a dark moment. And I feel that it helps me. I've seen it help others. And I really hope that it'll help you. And so we're going to be talking about the practice of gratitude, why it's so important, and also how it ties back to the one theory. Uh, It is embedded in the one theory. You'll see it show up in the one book. And there's so much in the one program around gratitude, how to use it and why it matters. It all ties together. And I'm here to connect those dots with you today. And I can't think of a better way to connect dots than through a story. So now that being said, it is Thanksgiving. So happy Thanksgiving to all of my Canadian friends. And I hope that you're going to take this as an opportunity to not just reflect on what you're grateful for in the moment today, but kind of bigger picture. What about the things you're grateful for in the past? Now the present and then in the future, what are you looking forward to? What are those things that you want to manifest and you're just going to practice being grateful for even before they occur? So think about it that way. And um, in the meantime, I hope you're enjoying a lovely long weekend and some turkey as well. Okay, let's get to it. Now, just a quick warning. I want to put this out there that I am going to be discussing grief and terminal illness today. And so as hard as it is to talk about these things, I can appreciate it. it can also be really hard to listen to, especially if you're in a vulnerable place right now. So just wanted to put that out there before I dive into my story. Um, But I'm going to tie it all back to gratitude. So I promise there is a very uplifting component to this story too. So what is gratitude? You know, like it's, it's something that we hear a lot about and we talk about it a lot. And heaven knows we're always encouraged to practice more of it, right? But has it become a flavor of the month? Has it, you know, been a concept that's just now somewhat oversaturated? And, you know, I, I think some people borderline roll their eyes (laughs) at the thought of, oh, let's talk gratitude again. But, you know, I think that maybe why, why that's happening or what part of the problem is, 
It's like with so many other things these days that, you know, we're told that we should do something, but the parts around why we should do it and how we should do it are just left out. And, you know, we're curious beings. We need to understand the why and the how to truly buy in and say, yeah, okay, I can see why you're saying I should do that. And so I'm not going to should you. I don't think anybody should should another person. (laughs) But I am going to maybe explain a little bit about my why and my how. And it's very personal. Gratitude is very personal. But I'm really hoping to, you know, reconnect you with your gratitude and just get you to pause and be present with it for a minute and, and see, gosh, you know, what difference it could make in your life. Maybe not now. Maybe you don't need it now. But maybe something today will be useful. You can tuck it away into your back pocket and pull it out in a moment when you need it the most. So here it is. It's about how gratitude shifts our attitude and lifts our altitude. Pretty catchy, hey? So gratitude, attitude, and altitude. That's what it comes down to. And I believe that gratitude is a catalyst. It just makes things easier. It makes it more simple. It gives us perspective. And these two things, simplicity and perspective, that's what, that's what makes things easier. That is the fundamental component of the one theory. Make it easier and you will do it. Make it easier and you will level up. Make it easier and you're going to get to your goals. And so I believe that gratitude falls under the category of catalyst. And it can be a practice. It can be an in-the-moment thing. It can be a whole way of being. And I think that's sort of where I'm sitting right now. It is a lens that I look through. I do practice an attitude of gratitude as much as I can. Can't say I'm perfect by any means, but it is how I try to operate in the day, days and weeks and months of my life. And I try to show up for other people. But you know, this attitude of gratitude, it didn't happen overnight. And I thank my dad for really helping me get to where I am today. I don't know if he ever knew that he, he had a hand in it, but uh, if he's watching now, he'll certainly know. So my dad, his name was David. Um, he was a very analytical guy. He was a straight shooter. He had a really sharp sense of humor. And um, he absolutely loved nature. He enjoyed his friends a great deal. And he doted on his grandkids. He also loved my mom very, very much. And she had passed away about eight years prior to him. And so he had to learn to live without his life partner. And and he went through a really deep state of grief, which was really hard on all of us for sure. Um, But when he was 73, he was very unexpectedly diagnosed with a brain tumor a grade four glioblastoma, to be specific. And he was actually on a a trip to England at the time, visiting some friends, and he had a seizure and was taken to hospital overseas. And they did a scan, and sure enough, they saw something in there that shouldn't be. And he was well enough to get him back to Canada, where we were able to get him properly diagnosed. And that's where we got the news. And he was told that he had a tumor in the dead center of his brain, about the size of a piece of popcorn and that it was going to continue to grow it was inoperable and it was going to be treatable to a point and they said that with treatment of radiation chemo he could maybe expect to have a year to live and uh, as you can imagine that that kind of news just rips the rug (laughs) from beneath your feet and it puts you into a bit of a tailspin and that was absolutely true for him who you know he'd been living so independently and loving every minute of it to where now he was going to need his family to help take care of him. And we did. 
Um, my sister and I were his primary caregivers, and my other siblings were a massive support too. And we had so many friends supporting and uh, spouses supporting. Everyone just pulled together to, to do the best we could for dad. And so with treatment, he, he did actually go 19 months. And I, I attribute his pure stubbornness for the additional time, and I'm grateful that he was that stubborn. I would say stubbornness and hope. You know, and I'm going to be talking about hope a little bit more on the podcast, but oh, I saw it happen as a miracle in front of my eyes that he was hopeful to the very end that something would just turn and he would, you know, maybe get more time than what they had told him. And I think it was that hope that just helped him hang on a little longer and give us more time together. So you can see that already in that time where we, you know, so tragic and so hard, and I was, I was losing someone that meant the world to me, had all the reason in the world to just be bitter and angry and why me? And there were moments, let me tell you, there were moments. But every day that we got, I was grateful for. Even if I didn't know it in the moment, but I can see it now in hindsight. And that's what happens. You know, if somebody puts a, oh, just this end point on a time frame for you, Suddenly you're counting in different measures, right? You're not, you're not counting in measures of years. We were counting in measures of months and also days. And, you know, in those days, we were looking at our minutes and our hours a little differently. And you want to talk about not wanting to waste time. Yeah, uh, you know, that's a big part of where my thoughts on time wastage comes from is life's too short. It's not cliche. It's too short. And so we, we did the best to make the moments count. And boy, did we make some good memories. And we had some great laughs. And, you know, we shared a lot of tears. And we said a lot of things that I'm grateful that we, we were able to talk about. And so there you go, right? Toughest time in my life. And yet so much gratitude got me through. And to be honest, that's about the only thing that got me through some days. But, you know, in those darkest moments, I turned to the gratitude whether it be reflecting on what I could be grateful for or seeing something right in front of me in the moment that I could be grateful for or, you know, just thinking about how the experience was was bringing us together in the bigger picture, you know, and being grateful for that. There were many days when grief was so powerful and just closing in on me that gratitude was the anchor that pulled me back into reality. And it gave me perspective and it made me think about more than just myself. It made me think about the bigger picture of what's beyond death and what's life's purpose and all of those big picture questions that we have to wrestle with as human beings. But gratitude was behind it all. And, you know, there's one particular moment and I share this story everywhere I go <laughs> to anyone who will listen. So I'm going to share it with you too. But uh, near the end of dad's journey, he was in hospice and it was a cold, cold November day. And um, it was a bright blue sky outside and it had snowed. So there were fresh snowflakes on the windowsill. And, you know, picture this, if you will. If you haven't seen a hospice room, I'll tell you what it looks like. Um, they're small. It's like a small bedroom, like a small hospital room, if you will. And you get a single bed. And in his case, he had two bedside tables, a small wardrobe that maybe fit four or five shirts. And he had a, like a bedside table, like a wheelie bedside table. He had a, a recliner chair and he had one small shelf. It was maybe about four feet long, maybe a foot wide. And he had a bathroom and he had a window 
Now we had a TV in there too, which was great, but you get the picture, right? It's, it's a very, very small space. And when you think about all the things that you accumulate in your life, all the stuff, all the knickknacks, all the clothes, all the shoes, all the paraphernalia, all the things that end of life puts you in a small room where you have a shelf and maybe four drawers and a small wardrobe to store your things. And so think about that. What would you bring with you? What are the things that you would bring with you in that room? And for my dad, it was his treasured videos, his DVDs of uh, different ballets. He was a ballet lover. It was his um, iPod at the time. He loved to listen to his music and to different things on his iPod. And it was pictures. And so his shelf was filled with framed photographs of years gone by and the people he cherished and all the memories that he hold close to his heart. And so really, that that was it. That's what he took with him. And it was enough. Let me tell you, it was enough for him. And he was grateful for that small space. He was grateful for that shelf. And this cold, snowy day, he was very grateful for that small window and the blue sky. Because I was sitting with him in one of the other chairs. And um, he just said very spontaneously, now keep in mind, I'm in my own little world feeling sorry for myself in this moment. And um, he says, Chris, look, look out the window. And so I look out the window. I'm like, yep, it's snowy, dad. He says, no, look, look at the window. And I said, okay, what are we looking at, dad? And he says, look at the snowflakes. Aren't they beautiful? And, you know, I was really flippant. And I was like, well, yeah, snow, dad. I was just outside. It's minus 30 and I had to walk in it. It's freaking cold and snowy out there. And he says, no, look at the snowflakes. So I did, and I took a closer look, and they were pretty. They were beautiful. But then he went on to explain. He said, Chris, what a miracle that those perfect snowflakes landed on my windowsill, and the light shining through created glittery sparkle on them for me to see in this very moment. Isn't that a miracle? And I mean, I'd never heard my dad talk like this before. This was a little out of character, not going to lie. But he had this moment of profound gratitude. And I talk about profound gratitude in, I have talked about in other podcasts and some of my motivational talks, just this thing of profound gratitude, in this case, for something so simple and basic as a snowflake, right? And you better believe I saw that glitter and that sparkle. And I saw the miracle in that moment that my dad had this opportunity with his very tired eyes to see this magical snowflake land on that windowsill for him to enjoy in that moment. That, my friends, is gratitude. That is something that will change your life. And I think in his case, probably changed his death. His journey out was looking through a lens of pure gratitude for the tiny, tiny things that we all take for granted. You know, um, someone walking in with a smile or the smell of fresh shampoo or, you know, the, the clicking of, of my high heels as I'm walking down the hall and he knows it's me. Or the touch of a hand. Or the shape of a face. These little things, profound gratitude for all of them. And everything in your life suddenly becomes magnified. And you stop and think about it for just a minute. Stop and think about where you are right now as you're listening to this. Are you in the car? Are you on the treadmill? 
Are you sitting at your desk? Where are you right now? And I want you to just look for something, anything that looks mundane, looks routine. And I want you to think about it for a minute and ask yourself, where is the miracle in this? Could it be even the miracle of your finger reaching out and turning up the volume? Or the miracle of uh, somebody that just walked by and their hair was blowing in the wind? And there was just magic in that movement. Everywhere around us, every single moment in time, there are miracles happening. And it's when we stop and we think about it and we, we are grateful for those little things that seem inconsequential, but they're really not, that we realize the power of gratitude. And, you know, on a lighter note, I joke, but uh, Scotiabank, they, uh, they have a tagline <laughs> here and it says, you're richer than you think, than you think. Boy, did they get that one right. In so many ways, I love that tagline. You are richer than you think. And for me, that's what gratitude is. It makes you realize that you really do have so much more to be grateful for than the big things or the things that look like blessings. You know, we need to be grateful for the things that seem like heartaches and challenges and difficulties because there's always something in there to be grateful for. The lessons, the learning, the growth, the insight, There's always something to be grateful for. And when you get into that space of believing that and practicing it, then you're living with an attitude of gratitude, right? Now, you approach the world differently, right? You're going to walk differently. You're going to step more carefully in the grass so you don't step on the flowers or the clovers because they're beautiful and a miracle. You're going to approach your people differently. You're going to be more patient. You're going to speak with more passion and emphasis on on things that matter to you you're going to breathe differently (laughs) you're literally going to enjoy the inhale and the exhale a little bit more and be more conscious of what it feels like in your body to take a deep breath gratitude changes everything and when you can get to that state of profound gratitude you are richer than you think and the world is a very different place and your life is full of so much potential even in the most difficult times So this awareness and this appreciation for the little, not so little things, that's what I'm getting at here. These are the lessons around gratitude that will change everything. And here's the thing. This is where I'm going to tie it back to the one theory and and, and how it really can make a difference. This is the why. So you hear that gratitude is something you should practice. Here's my why. And maybe you can connect to this why for for some reason. It gives you altitude. And why does that matter? Well, you need to not only get more out of life through gratitude, but it's in our darkest, most difficult times that we truly realize how powerful gratitude is. Like my dad's comment about the snowflake, it got me out of my own head feeling sorry for myself because my dad was dying, even for a few minutes. And it got me to look at something to be very positive about and to think about abundance in my life. It gives you a bigger perspective, a bigger picture around the meaning of life, right? This is the altitude. And sometimes, sometimes it's all you're left with. Sometimes in those really, really dark moments, that's what you get. You don't have the smiles or the holding of hands or the laughter or the hugs anymore. But what you have are the memories of those things and this feeling of gratitude that those things happened for you and that once upon a time you had them. And that's perspective. This is the altitude 
that gratitude gives you. And sometimes that's all you have left. And I can't count the number of times that I had to lean into gratitude to get me through the really, really dark times or the really confusing, overwhelming times, right? Yeah, there's, there's connection point number one with the one theory. Gratitude helps with the overwhelm. And it, it just pulls you into what matters. It gives you a bigger perspective while simultaneously showing you the value of the tiny, tiny micro things in your life. And so this is, this is something that I want you to hold on to. When you're going through really tough times, lean into gratitude. When you are feeling overwhelmed with your circumstances or too many decisions or, you know, one too many failures in a week, find something to be grateful for. Lean into your gratitude. It could go microscopic, like the clovers and the flowers. It could go macroscopic to, you know, the, the many blessings in your life and your freedom and your, uh, you know, your, your opportunities that you have. Whatever it is, look for something to feel grateful for, and that can pull you through, even in the darkest, toughest times. I promise you, it has become a coping mechanism for me in so many ways, and not just feeling the gratitude, but expressing it. And that's why I feel it's so important to not just experience gratitude as a, as a moment in time or an emotion, but as a practice that actually is tangible for other people to feel and see and hear and maybe even touch. And so that's the why. That's why gratitude matters to me. That's my very personal story. I bet you have one too, though. <laughs> we all have stories and there's gratitude in them. You just have to maybe go looking for them a little bit. But, um, you know, I guess the, the next phase of the story, just so you have some closure on this one, was it was about a two months, month and a half after our snowflake conversation that my dad died peacefully in that hospice room with his family surrounding him. And I asked him to look out for us. And he's now an angel that looks out for all of us. I truly believe that. And I have so much heartfelt gratitude for the lessons that he has given me in life and in his death. And, you know, as much as I miss him and I miss him every single day and, oh, do I ever wish he was here right now and he could see what we're doing and, and answer some questions and give us some guidance here in real life. I wish that more than anything. He gave me another gift and that is this revelation that I need to be so mindful of my time on this earth and create those memories now for my son when it's my turn because I know it's gratitude that will get him through one day and so it's my job as his mom to give him all these things to be grateful for and that's how I choose to show up in gratitude every single day and again it's a very personal story and we all have different values and and different things in our lives that, you know, will motivate us. I'll tell you, though, that's my number one. <laughs> that is my number one. And I know it impacts how I show up in this world. So I'm grateful to my dad for a million reasons. But you can see why gratitude is really kind of in, engraved in my head and my heart now. So that's my why. Let's move on to the how, shall we? Let's get to the practical stuff here because these are all great things to feel and experience and think through, but how do you bring it to life and actually integrate gratitude into your life on a daily basis? Well, I think it's a practice and it's not about what or who that we're grateful for every day. 
but it's how your gratitude connects you with your blessings. And in the one book, every single month, you'll be working through a gratitude page. And there's a few questions on there for you to consider about how you want to integrate and express your gratitude. Because feeling it isn't enough. We need to actually bring it to life. We need to make it tangible so other people can see it and feel it. And so think about that. What does your gratitude connect you to? Find that connection point. And you know, it might be a person, it might be an experience, it might be something, it might be a tangible thing. Um, and it's actually how I like to practice my gratitude on a daily basis. And it doesn't even feel like a, a thing to do anymore because it just happens so naturally. It's such an ingrained habit now. But here's what I do. I think about four things. I need to think about one person, one experience, one thing, and then one thing about me that I am grateful for. And that's an everyday thought process. And it probably takes all of about 15 seconds to go through that list every day now. But it sets the tone for my day. And it helps me create intentions for my day. And I think I show up differently when I start my day with this gratitude. So I'm going to say that again. Grab a piece of paper and a pen. It's really simple. Power of one. We're going to talk about ones here. So think about one person, one experience, one thing, and then one thing about yourself that you are grateful for. Now, this one thing about yourself is really important, and it's probably the hardest part out of everything else. But we need to see the value of ourselves so that we do show up with those traits, those characteristics, those things that help us shine, those things that help us get to that next level, those things that will help other people. And so we need to see it in ourselves if we're ever going to express that to the world. So keep that in mind. What are you grateful for? One thing about yourself, one thing in your life, one experience and one person. Try it every day and see how your outlook changes. See if you can get into that attitude of gratitude on the daily and then elevate and get to that new altitude of gratitude also. So um, this makes things tangible, right? This makes things a little bit easier to connect with. I think it's really important to try and talk about your gratitude. Maybe it's journaling it so you get it down on paper. And the one book has space for that. It's definitely a key component within the one book. Write it down. It makes it real. Uh, And then you're capturing all the things that you're grateful for day by day. And, you know, now you have a year-long legacy of everything captured in one book. So write it down. It's so important. And it will become second nature. It will become a habit. So it's it's not a cumbersome thing. Don't overthink it. There's no right or wrong. Just try to list off those four things. And this is going to help ground you. It's going to help reset. It's going to help give you more perspective. And I think perhaps most importantly, it's going to help you build some resiliency for when shit does hit the fan and you do have to go through some difficult times. Because you know what, when you've got the habit of gratitude in your back pocket, and you don't really have to think about it when you're in a difficult time, it just sort of shows up <laughs> like a, a magical coping mechanism, you're going to be you're going to be really happy that you've taken the time and the energy to build up this practice of gratitude. So, you know, that's that's a lot. That's a lot in a day. And I had something to say. And I've just done it. And I hope that you've heard something in there that you can connect to please let us know if you do. I'd love to hear it over on our social media. So connect with us on Instagram and drop us a comment on the post for this podcast episode. 
what resonated for you. Let us know. Uh, Better yet, strike up a conversation with someone in your circle and talk about gratitude on this deeper level. And, you know, just practice it. Like I say, pick up a mundane item around you or, you know, something that's happening around you and try to find the beauty in it. Try to find the miracle in it. And you'll see the power of gratitude. You'll feel it. You'll feel it in your heart. And it's going to help you bounce back in the tough times too. So with that, I wish you all the best. Thank you again for tuning in. And uh, we'll be back again soon. Bye for now.